Hello, Bridge Builders! I'm here with some exciting news. The first volume of interviews is now available on Amazon.com. The link can be found at eatlunchandboardgame.com. I promise that all proceeds from sales of this book will go right back into this podcast and channel. Whether that is new and better audio equipment for the podcast, or video equipment for the YouTube channel, or even more games to review, the money will not be wasted. Click over to Amazon and get your copy of Eat Lunch and Board Game, the first course today. And thank you for supporting the show. Welcome back to Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and today we're going to talk about Heimlich and Company. I have sung his praises before, and I know I will again. Wolfgang Kramer is one of the best game designers of all time. And like with his fantastic game, Downforce, which we've already talked about in a previous episode, his 1984 masterpiece, Heimlich and Company, has been through some name changes. It was originally released under the name Heimlich and Company. Heimlich is a German adjective, meaning slyly, so the game's title roughly translates to clandestine and company, according to the game's page on BoardGameGeek. It has also been published under Agency, CIA, Detective and Company, Safe and Partners, and more notably, Top Secret Spies and Undercover. It was originally published by Ravensburger when it won the coveted Spiel des Jahres Award in 1986. When it comes to the older Spiel des Jahres Award winners, I am an easy target. I came across this title after becoming a herald for the Envoy Double Exposure team. I recognized the game's name. I went to the Amigo Games website and watched their promotional video for the game. I knew immediately I had to have it, and I ordered it, along with another Wolfgang Kramer classic, Escape from Hidden Castle, and another Spiel des winner, Café Internationale, both of which I know will be future episodes. Heimlich and Company and Wolfgang Kramer did not disappoint. In the game, you and your opponents are spies for different countries. You're trying to slyly position your spy to gain points when the safe is cracked. All the while, you're trying to deduce which spies the other players are. At the game's end, the spy with the most points, plus bonus points for guessing other identities, is the winner. The game currently holds a 6.4 rating with 3,400 ratings on BoardGameGeek, I had put in my 9 rating, but it seemed to have very little effect in the overall rating, sadly. I feel that my opinion should matter more. Rule Clarity The rules are very straightforward. The rulebook explains the nuances clearly. What could have been hard to understand is explained simply and efficiently. With 8 large pages, it might look complicated, but the latest version of Heimlich & Company published by Amigo Games includes rules for one variant and one expansion which take up the last few pages. Bottom line, don't be intimidated. There are a lot of pictures and examples to help you understand as well. Time to explain to newcomers. You can explain Heimlich and Company as you are setting it up, but you'll probably want to run through a quick example or two of the gameplay and movement. I would suggest the few that are in the rulebook as those two examples are the key mechanics of the game. Gameplay. Setup is simple. Place the safe in the building with the 7. Deal each player face down a spy passport card. This is THE secret you are trying to keep from everyone else. 
Based on the player count, you might have to deal with a few more free agents under the edge of the game board. Consult the rulebook for this count. These spies are controlled by no one specifically. The spy cards that are not used are returned to the box along with their scoring chit and token. Place all the spy tokens in use in the church, or the zero building, and all scoring chits on the zero of the score track around the edge. You are now ready to play. Finally, it pays to be the oldest as that person goes first, yet in my office somebody was still a few months older than me. Anyway, the active player rolls the die. The result is the amount of spaces the player gets to move the spies. Any spies. So, if a 6 is rolled, you can move one spy 6 spaces, or 6 spies 1 space each, or any combination in between. If the 1 through 3 appears, you can move 1, 2, or 3 movement spaces. If no spy is in the same building as the safe, the next player goes. If there is at least one spy in the building with the safe, however, a scoring situation must be resolved before the next player rolls. At this point, every spy chip moves forwards or backwards on the score track the value of the building they are in. This could be negative 3 if you are in the ruins, 0 if you are in the church, or up to 10 points if you are in a building 1 through 10. It is important that the active player moves all the chits so that nobody reaches specifically for their chit giving away who they are. Next, in the base game, if no spy has passed the finish line, which isn't labeled but I assume it is the 40 based on the expansion cards, the safe is moved by the active player to any other building and play continues. If playing with the variant of secret identity guessing, if no spy has passed the 29-point space, don't worry, it has different artwork and it stands out, then play continues. Two things to note on cracking the safe. If a spy passes through the building containing the safe, they do not crack the safe. They must end the round in the same building as the safe. If the active player moves the safe to a building currently occupied by a spy, it again is not cracked. Now, in the base game, if a spy passes this finish, the spy is the winner. If more than one spy crosses the finish on the same turn, the spy who overshot by the most is the winner, so it is possible that a free agent could win the game. When we play, we use the variant rule set. This allows each player to take notes during the game, and at the game's end, make guesses as to who they think controls every other spy. One name per country and placing an X on free agents. This means you cannot put an X for everyone scoring an easy two or three correct guesses. For each right guess, that spy gains five points. This is where I lose the game. I am good for guessing one, maybe two right spy identities, but some people I play with are good for four or five correct guesses. I just don't understand how they do that. Artwork. I have the Amigo Games Edition from 2018, with artwork by an uncredited artist, which is sad because I love the artwork in both its simplicity and its enhancement of the theme. The black and white hues used on the board give it a nice noir feel. It makes you feel like you're in an old Cold War spy thriller. Some of the previous artworks have been more in tune with the 80s feel of board games, but I much prefer the newer artwork. Lunchtime Potential if you cannot get a game of Heimlich & Company in over a lunch hour, then everyone must be scared to crack the safe. 
Heimlich and company should take no more than 45 minutes from setup to packed away. The only game to exceed this limit involved the expansion deck, which I will talk about later. Other. There's not much out there for Heimlich and company. You can, however, head over to its page at BoardGameGeek, where you can find older standees for different spies. There is even a set with the six James Bond actors and Austin Powers to get that seventh standee. This is just as much on theme as it is off theme. I mean, I guess all the James Bonds and Austin Powers are spies, but they're all from the same country. Expansions. With the latest published version, Amigo Games included the top secret card deck. This deck of 26 cards seemed like a great idea, but as we quickly learned, it was not. The cards are drawn by a player when rolling the 1 through 3 side of the die in lieu of moving spies. These cards allow strange things like move the safe, or swap two agents on the board, or add three points to any scoring chit, move all agents to the church, and even if you're playing with five or fewer players, letting a lucky player control a second spy. In the end, it really dragged the game out. It also took away some of the strategy of the game. The expansion will likely, <laughs> will likely never see my table again. This was very sad as it sounded like it would enhance the game, but moving the safe and spies around, you just make the game take longer, and the game is just not designed for that. Like I mentioned before, there's a variant about guessing who controlled what spy during the game. We love this so much that we only play this way. As a matter of fact, I did not realize this was not part of the base game at first. The video I watched mentioned it, and I just assumed it was part of the base game. Nope. The game was supposed to go until one spy makes it across that finish line. That's it. But by adding the variant, you add a lot more to the game. You are invested in every turn. You eliminate downtime. It adds a lot of fun tension. Everyone is sitting and watching everyone's face and looking for ticks and looking for tells as they move the spies, add points to the chits, crack the safe. Did she just crack the safe because she's the Italian spy and she'll gain nine points? Or did he just move all the spies forward one but his own to try to throw me off the scent? Lots of good fun and accusing happens around the table while we play Heimlich and Company. It's a fun take on the social deduction. Bang for the buck. With an MSRP of $19.99, Heimlich & Company makes a great addition to any collection of games where you have five or more people on a consistent basis. I decided this game had to be in our rotation to break the monotony of our basic social deduction games. The game board, tokens, and scoring chits are made of a nice thick cardboard. The cards are of decent quality, and yet I still need to sleeve them. The die is made of wood. For less than 20 bucks, this game is going to see a lot of playing time before it wears out. Older versions had wooden spies and wooden chits, yet they were brightly colored like the board, and like I said, I kind of like the darker tones and the noir feel. In summary, what really drew me to the game, other than it being a Wolfgang Kramer game and a Spiel Yara's winner, was its take on social deduction. I'm not a huge fan of that style of games. I know I've mentioned that before, and I'm sure I'll mention that again. My group has, and I'm sure your group does too, the people that always say, well, I know who everyone is in the game when playing Coup or Bang or Avalon. Heimlich and Company allows those people to put their money where their mouth is. Sadly, the uh, people in my group, well, they weren't lying. If I'm going to win a game of Heimlich and Company, my spy has to be the one to trigger the end game and buy a lot of points. And I still have to guess one or two people correctly. 
For some of my friends and coworkers, they can win from 4th or 5th place because they can get an additional 25 or more points for knowing who most of the spies' identities are. It is sickening. Heimlich Company was just getting traction at the office when the pandemic hit, so I look forward to getting it back on the table when the restrictions lift and we can get back to gaming. I highly recommend this light-to-medium game of espionage and deduction. You can reach me on Facebook at facebook.com slash eatlunchandboardgame or email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And as always, board games build bridges. Average Joe's Gaming is a weekly podcast brought to you by us. I'm Joe. I'm Tom. We talk about all things game-related. In this hour-long podcast, you'll discover what has arrived in the game room, which Funko Pop Tom just could not resist, and maybe, if you're lucky, we might get around to talking about games. Might. Tune in weekly. You can find us on all of your favorite podcast formats. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.